0: Today morning, as we were talking about being happy in the presence of God yesterday, and I just want to continue in the same line this morning, I would like to title my message, Be Happy in the Lord. Be happy in the Lord and we will focus upon the psalm which we read this morning, Psalm 146. Before we really get into Psalm 146, yesterday initially when we started to know about what are the ways we feel happy in God's presence, we saw some of the means by which today we seek for happiness, some of the means by which we get happiness in our lives and yesterday we were listening to you, some of you and you said we feel happy when we sing songs it doesn't really matter we know instruments or not, doesn't really matter we play how we can play one string or not all that we need to know is to sing songs you sing, keep singing songs to God and you feel happy, you feel happy and that's one way of, you know, getting that happiness, knowing that happiness in our lives. Someone else told that having a good time, having a good time with our family, having a family time and sitting across the table and sharing what God is doing in our lives. The love of God, the amazing things that God is doing in our lives and somebody else life, bring the joy and that happiness in our life. Someone else said that being together with friends you know there is nothing like that. Else like you know being together with friends. You know that, that's what people hang around with friends on this world. In the same way as a child of God, children of God. We want to get together as friends and have a good time in the presence of God. Only that can give you know the good happiness in our lives. And people also say that going out to different places, and to see different places. That's why we see a lot of tourists moving and moving here and there. They want to see different places and enjoy the nature, the creation of God, and that brings happiness and joy and joy in their lives. You know, if you look, look at some of the books which are sold in the you know in the open market, we find out you know there are 31 ways of you know being happy. You know, seven means by which we can gain happiness in our life. There are different things the people belong to this world people of the world talk about some someone says that you know taking our dog for a walk you know there is nothing you know else gives me that happy when i walk on the you know trail with my dog you know that, that gives me that happiness someone else says that gardening i want to have you know garden in in you know in front and the side and the behind and on top and the bottom everywhere i want to have garden in my house you know that gives me great joy early in the morning and i come at the flowers blooming you know that brings great joy, happiness in my life. You know someone says learn to say no, learn to say no that gives happiness in my life. Because otherwise we are pressurized with you know too much and people you know we are expected to, to deliver so many things, make so much of commitments to people. And you know at times you say, No, no, I'm not available, I cannot come. And then you know you relax. And that gives you real happiness, you know, in our life. Somebody says, you know, be optimistic. You no, know, don't really think about your failures. Think about you know what best you can do in your life and what are the good things which are kept ahead of us in your life. Someone Said you just put a smile that brings happy. You feel happy, and you know, you also make someone else happy. You know, there are many different ways we can bring happiness in our life, lives. And you know, it is important that we need to be happy in the Lord. You know, yesterday we were talking about that. We need to be happy in the Lord because you know there are three things we talked about yesterday. What are those three things? I don't know who are there. Mary Sister was there, Hannah was there, and uh, Krupa was there, right? So what 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 did we talk about yesterday? Yeah, so the first thing is the salvation, right? Isaiah 61, 10 and 11. She remembers even the verses, right? Scriptures. So what does it say? First it says that you, we feel happy because our sins are forgiven. First reason for being happy, for feeling happy, feeling good about it is our sins are forgiven. The salvation. The second, what about the second one? The salvation is like a cloth. On our lives, right? What about the second one? The second one is a robe which we put on. The God has given us a robe that covers the cloth, what we wear, the internal cloth. What is that robe? It's a robe of righteousness, right? It's a robe of righteousness. We are found just a righteous in the sight of God. So it is that is the reason we feel happy about it, to be in the presence of God, to be looked at by our God. And thirdly, we talked about Isaiah 61.10 says, the reason for being happy is God has arrayed us and decorated us with ornaments, with jewels. Uh, we saw about that it's talents and you know different abilities, different gifts that God has given us. So you know all this put together we feel happy in the presence of God. And what it results with you know when we feel happy it results in two things. It, it results in righteousness and praise. That's Isaiah 61 11. What does it mean righteousness? We talked about God Bringing out righteous generation in our lives, you know, as we feel happy, as we allow God to work in our lives, and we go further with walk further with God. And we feel the holy generation and the righteous generation coming forth in our lives. It mean it doesn't really talk about our own children. It talks about the children that we grow in the Lord. You know there are orphans available, orphans found in the world, and God expects us to mentor them, who, to parent them, to you know uh, father them or mother them, you know to bring them up in the Lord. God expects us to you know come forth, bring forth holy generation and righteous generation. And the result is righteousness and praise. As God does great things in our life, we are going to praise God. You know all these things bring happiness in our life. There are so many in you know, other dimension to look at it. I just on the other day, I just came across this joke into the internet. It says in a house, the husband and wife were not talking to each other for quite some time. Isn't it common? It's common, Debbie says it's common, right? <laughs> it's common, it happens, right? In this, in this particular house, it's the same way. They don't talk to each other, but they may talk, but they know, not really talking, right? They may just talk, or they may uh, show some signs, but really they don't communicate anything. They don't talk to each other for a while. One day, the man had to go on a business trip, and he has to take the 5 o'clock flight in the morning. And this man, he didn't want to break the silence. So instead of asking his wife, he just kept a note on uh, the wife's table in her room. And the note says, please wake me at 5 o'clock. And he slept. And later in the morning, he got up and saw it was 9 o'clock. He's supposed to take the flight at 5 o'clock and he realized that he missed the flight it's obvious and he became very ferocious and on his wife and he got up with a great anger and he saw another note kept on his table and that note says it is five o'clock wake up You know that's what is going on in some of our houses, you know some of our lives we fail to talk to each other and we fail to communicate and we miss out a lot of things and we are talking about today how to make a little family, little home that is happy in the Lord. Our happiness is gone when the spouses they don't understand each other. They don't talk to them anymore. When children rebel against the parents, the happiness is taken out of them. When parents don't understand the, the, the mentality of the children, they don't, you know, they lose the happiness at home. When the employer fails to satisfy the employee, the employee doesn't you know feel you know content. When the employee doesn't feel happy anymore working in that organization. When the employees are not able to deliver, you know, the, what is expected, and the employer is no more happy about the employees. You know, the happiness is an important ingredient everywhere, wherever we go. It's true in the church. It's true at home. It's true at workplace. Wherever we go, you know, happiness is very, very essential in our life. You know, unless we are happy, we really cannot make others happy. You know, if we ourselves are not happy within our lives, how else we can do? You know, bring someone else and ask them to happy, be happy. It's not possible. So God expects us to be happy. God expects us to be happy and I know as a Christian, as a true believer, children of God, we know the happiness, the, what the world can offer today it's for a moment. We cannot say that there is no happiness, there is no joy yes people do enjoy people are really happy when they go out in the morning till the evening they enjoy it's good for them but then it is not eternal it, it doesn't last forever and all of a sudden, you know, they go very deep into the depression or into, you know, so much of trouble in their lives. And they find it's helpless. But you know, the word of God says, even if a righteous, if he falls multiple times, many times, a righteous man, what he will do? He will again get up and walk. That ungodly cannot do that the wicked cannot do that once they fall they don't know how to get up and again and walk but a true child of God when they fall it's true that they fall we fall because we are human we fall but we don't roll and you know we don't roll in that mud forever but we will rise up and again we will walk by the strength of God and this morning God wants wants us to be happy in God Bible says in Psalm 146 verse 5 Happy is he who has the God of Jacob for his help whose hope is in the Lord his God Happy is he who has God of Jacob for his help whose hope is in the Lord his God The Bible clearly talks about how a true child of God can get the happiness in his life and here the word of God says happy is he who has the God of Jacob for his help whose hope is in the Lord his God and as we go further in the scripture we find quite a good number of reasons why we need to be happy why we need to be happy it goes on and on and verse 6 let's start reading from verse 6 Our God is the God who made heaven and the earth The sea and all that is in them Who keeps truth forever who executes justice for the oppressed. Who gives food to the hungry. The Lord gives freedom to the prisoners. The Lord opens the eyes of the blind. The Lord raises those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. The Lord watches over the strangers. He reviles the fatherless. Sorry, he re- relieves the fatherless and widow. But the way of the wicked he turns upside down. The Lord shall reign forever. Your God, O Zion, to all generations, praise the Lord. You know, as I was going through the list, as you know, the psalmist listing down, he is saying that there is all the reason why we need to, you know, feel happy in our God is listed down. As I was going through one after another, some of them, some of the some of the reasons what he is mentioning here, I realized I don't even think about that at, at times. I don't even think about that. And I don't really rejoice in the magnificent truth that is written in the word of God about our God in whom we seek after for help in whom we put our trust and some of the reasons are there really we need to cherish the Lord because our Lord is such an awesome God in whom we can trust, in within whom We can seek after for our help And this morning God Wants us to realize how good He is Let's go through one after another First of all he says Happy is he who has God of Jacob In his help For his help What does it mean to say God of Jacob It means our God Helps his covenant People the God of Jacob, it means the covenant people of God Our God helps his covenant people You know some of us are studying the book of Revelation As we study the book of Revelation we find God has a specific place or special place in his mind for his own people His own children God is giving multiple opportunity to bring them into the kingdom of God even the time of tribulation God is is sealing 144,000 Jewish people, you know God has a special place in his mind for his own, his own covenant people, you know what is the truth the truth behind this, Jesus came to die for his own people, Jesus came as a king of kings and lord of Lords, as a messiah for his own people but he was rejected by his own and because of the rejection, you know, God the Father changed his mind and to consider you and me today as his own. You know, today if you ask me who are the covenant people of God it is you and me. We are the covenant people of God. It's not the Jewish people. We are the covenant people of God. The first chance is given to his covenant people, to the church. The church is the one that is going to be taken up in the rapture of God. When God the Father comes back when Jesus comes back, the church is the one. And then God gives extend his mercy upon his own but the privilege is given to you and me today and God is calling us the covenant people of God and here the psalmist is saying happy is he who has God of his Jacob for his help and he is talking about you and me God you know he is called God of Abraham he is called the God of Isaac God of Jacob and he is called your God and my God today because he is the God who helps us now today we are happy today as our God is our helper our God helps us secondly verse 6 says who made heaven and earth the sea and all that is in them we are happy today our God is the creator of everything Our God is the creator of everything You know, when I was thinking about this, I really thought about this You know, today if my car breaks down, why do I take my car? I don't want to take my car to someone sitting, having a small petty shop on the side of the road and he put a sign that you know cars can be repaired here I don't want to take my car there why do we take? we look at the brand of our car what brand it is and we make sure we go to the dealership why do we go to the dealership? because he knows about that car if it is Toyota he knows about how the Toyota is made and he knows all the inner parts and some part need to be replaced he has the original part and he knows about my device, my car And today, Word of God is saying, He's our creator. He's our creator. What does it mean? It means He knows about us. He knows our weaknesses. He knows our pain. He knows our sorrow. And instead of going to a man, if we go to our God it makes a huge difference in our lives you know there are people seeking after man today there are people seeking after you know uh, the, uh, the prophets today there are people seeking after you know someone with a great power you know to deliver the word or to you know pray for the man to heal them but instead if they can run to the maker of the creator of the universe you know how good he can fix their problem and today we are happy today because he's our own God. He's nobody else He's not a third person or he's not an agent or he's somebody else. He's is the, the one who created us and God has given us the privilege to go to him who is the creator He knows about us and anytime you go and tell you know we don't need to really go and introduce about us who you are and where you are coming from what is the problem you are going through? You know, if you go to a man, he'll ask, What do you think? What, what should I pray for you? And you go and on and on and tell him, you know, this is what I'm going through in my life. Just please pray for me. But you know, when we go to our creator, we don't need to really tell anything about, just go and kneel down. The moment you kneel down and call above Father, He knows you. He knows us, He knows us because He's our Creator. And He's saying, You be happy today because He is our Creator. He's the maker of heaven and heaven and earth the sea and all that is in heaven all that is in earth all that is in sea the first reason is he is a helper of the covenant people secondly he makes everything and he is our own creator thirdly verse 6 again says at the end the last part of verse 6 who keeps truth forever who keeps truth forever he keeps his word you know that is an amazing thing about our God, He is faithful about His promises. You know none of His promises, if it came from God has failed in my life, I'm sure you can testify that, nothing that God has promised in your life failed today. God would have spoken to you years before and we see that coming true in these days. You know, God would have spoken something through someone else in your life and we see that that is happening. But you know, at times we don't go and trace back our memories to see what God really spoke to us. You know, that's why it is important that we need to keep our own diary, our own journal and write every day what God speaks to us. We need to do that. It is very, very important today. Every one of us need to have our own journal, our own diary, and we need to maintain it every day. I'm sure God is speaking to us every day, and you just go and put that in your diary every day. And you know what happened? Years later, you go back and see and flip those pages off of some of those, you know, books and see what God spoke to you. And you will realize you will be really wondering, wondering to see none of them failed in our life because what of God says He keeps promises and here Psalmist says that who keeps truth forever he is a truth keeping God he keeps his word and we are happy today as our God keeps his promises you know we need to realize that uh, we have such a great and amazing God that's why we are keep you know happy today that's why we are joyful today and fourthly verse 7 says Psalm 146 verse 7 executes justice for the oppressed He helps the oppressed We are happy today because our God helps the oppressed We are happy today because our God helps us You know at times we feel we are oppressed in different directions You know oppression is nothing but in simple words slavery You know oppression is nothing but we are forced to do certain things in our life which we don't like to do We are forced to do certain jobs in our life, which we don't like to do We are forced to obey to someone which we don't really like to obey We are forced to you know do certain you know things in our life which it's not in our desire to do do, Do those things in our lives That's what is oppression and Bible says who executes justice for the oppressed you know we are oppressed in many ways today I am oppressed and every one of us are oppressed in our family lives in our individual lives in our workplace you know in whatever we do wherever we go we see the oppression if nothing is happening we see the oppression of the enemy even the enemy takes time and he is a cunning fellow he looks for opportunities in our life and brings things you know as if it they are there are you know rushing winds in our lives and brings those things in our lives and try to oppress us and try to put down things if we don't as we see things Things happening in our lives which we don't want to see them happening in our lives but then you know behind that we see the voice of the enemy we hear the voice of the enemy it's all happening in your life you don't you never expected these things happen to you but now see this is what is happening to you you don't expect that loss in your family but see that is lost what you thought it's precious what you thought it is important to you it is taken out of your hand and you are helpless today you know where is it coming from it is the voice of the enemy. It is the oppressing voice of the enemy And that's how the oppression comes into our life And today he brings us to the point where we feel that And we ask question Is there really God? Is he still loving me? Bible says God loves me And is he still loving me? We keep asking that questions at times Does he really care about me? He brings us to the point and you know makes us to question about our God that's what is oppression of the enemy and our God says he executes justice for the oppressed what an oppressed person needs a justice he deserves so much but now today he is oppressed and it's not given to him he deserves so much and in our God he measures us on the on the merit on the basis of what we deserve what we are made of, and what we deserve, what we are made for and he says, I will bring justice in your life whatever you are going through, it is temporary I will bring justice in your life, I will lift you up, and you be happy you be happy, don't lose your heart, you be happy today because I am with you. Fifthly, he says in verse 7, who gives food to the hungry We are happy today as our God feeds the hungry. We are happy today our God feeds the hungry. You know what does it speak to me What does it conveys to me I don't think I am hungry today Because God has given me the ability to work And every one of you will feel that You don't feel hungry Because at least you, you are able to put food across your table You don't feel hungry But you know what does it mean It gives me great promise It gives me great courage To take challenge for the kingdom of God Tomorrow if I lose my job Tomorrow if I don't have any job I claim this promise and ask God you said you will feed the hungry Lord I am hungry today you feed me I am hungry today you take care of me and he gives me a strong courage and hope to exploit to do things great things for God why he will never allow me to suffer hunger that's a word of God. That's a promise of God, and today that makes me happy. That feels me, you know. It makes me too good about it. That my God will meet all my needs. My God will meet all my needs. He will supply all my needs. He will never leave me hunger, hungry. <coughs> he will never leave me alone. He will take care of me. Whatever it's I don't have, I think I don't have in my life He is able to give me that You know, that gives that courage in my life And with that courage, with that joy I can go and encourage someone Who is really going through hunger In his life or in her life And I can tell him and I can tell her You know, my God Gives me all the supply All that I need in my life My God provides me Why don't you trust in Him? Why don't you believe Him? He is a God who is trustworthy And if you believe Him, He will feel you and you will feel happy about having him as your own God. Sixth one, verse seven says, "The Lord gives freedom to the prisoners." Today I'm happy because my God gives me freedom. My God doesn't want you know me to be shut in a prison. You know I don't know what is your prison today, but I know what is my prison today. You know we don't need to go to the jail and you know to be shut down, shut ourselves inside the prison You know every one of us live in our own cage, our own prison in our lives and we know our limitation, we know we cannot come out of it Because we are bound And every four sides we look at, we see the walls around us You know what I am talking about The four sides we see the walls around us We feel that we can, no other way we can come out of it It may be our job It may be the person with whom we are dealing with It may be something in our life We feel that I am just stuck in this But I cannot come out of it And you know what of God says, my God makes me free and he gives me freedom to the prisoners. Since I am a prisoner today, I am bound between these four walls today. I don't have any means of escaping from this, but I believe my God. I am happy because my God will will bring me out of it. He doesn't keep me inside the prison forever. You know Bible says he's a God Who gives us freedom He's a God who gives us freedom He gives us freedom to worship He gives us freedom to serve the Lord He gives us freedom in everything And man is the one who brings boundaries And he draws boundaries and says that You need to be here within this And you don't have any ways, any means of doing something else It's me the only one who Can preach, nobody else you cannot preach And you are not ordained You are not anointed to do all those things It's only me can do it, you know man is the one who brings that boundary and put us inside and say that lifelong you just be a believer and just obey what I am saying. It is man but not God. God says I want you to worship me in freedom. You have all the freedom you know it's all the call of a priest every believer in the, in, the, in the word of God and it all depends who receives that call in their life and you know man is the one who brings that boundaries and today many churches are bound. Many believers are bound when I talk to some of them some of my relatives, they are bound, because they are not allowed to, I have one of my uncle, who is a, you know, matured man of God, but when I ask him, you why don't you go and pray for somebody, you know, why don't you, you know do this kind of ministry and he says, no, 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 I'm not called to do that. Only the pastor has to do it. He is the man who is anointed. <coughs> he is the man who is called. It is totally wrong. Every one of us are called. Every one of us are asked to pray for others. Every one of us, the believers are the one who is asked to lay their hands upon the sick. And Bible says, sick will be healed. He doesn't say that the priest will come or the pastor will come and lay his hand. Those who believe in God, you know, God has given that freedom. We need to step out. And take the freedom and do things in God's kingdom And I'm happy today because I have the freedom to worship God I have the freedom to serve God And the 7th one Verse 8 says the Lord opens the eyes of the blind I'm happy today in the Lord Because he opens the eyes of the blind Jesus when he lived on this earth I, I just thought about this The blind Bartimaeus. He was calling son of David Have mercy on me And people were trying to put him down But then instead he is just shouting and yelling His, you know, his, his pick of his voice and he says Son of God help me Mercy on me The moment Jesus touched him and healed him I can imagine the happiness That joy that healed our God in his life You know today We read that God is a God who opens the eyes of the blind The moment the blind man's eyes were opened He would have jumped for joy First time he is seeing people First time he is seeing light in his life You know some of our lives At times we are blinded By so many things in our lives Our eyes are blinded to the amazing truth of God Some of our relatives, some of our friends, some of our people whom we deal with they call themselves Christians but their eyes are blinded to the amazing truth of God. Some of our people's eyes are blinded to the truth about rapture to the truth of baptism to the truth about communion to the truth about the anointing of the Holy Spirit the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the the blessed hope that God has given about eternity some of our believers some of our relatives and friends eyes are blinded. You know the word of God says the Lord opened The eyes of the blind You know some of the truth When it comes to the surface in our lives When we think about you know Some of the things When God reveals some secrets in our lives In the word of God You know we feel very happy We feel very joyful Because oh I never knew that Such a scripture is here in the Bible Now I feel that oh God has said this even I am really happy You know some of the truths bring that happiness In our lives and here he says I'm happy today because God opens the eyes of the blind. Verse eight says, "The Lord opens the eyes of the blind. The Lord raises those who are bowed down." What does it mean? The Lord raises those who are bowed down. Today I'm happy because God exalts the humble, the humble one, those who bow down. You know that we have seen some of the people when you talk to them they're so humble not only in their action but you know even even the way they speak the way they do things they're so humble and they are so meek in their spirit When you say something, they just obey. The moment they realize that it is God, it's word of God, they just obey and move forward. They have that humble spirit in their lives. They are humble. You know, they they, they have a very feeble spirit. They just obey, they even bow down for anything. Bible says, the word of God says, the Lord rises those who are humble. You know those who are humble in their spirit the God loves them the most Because what of God says in James 4.6 God resists the proud But he gives grace to the humble James 4.6 God gives grace to the humble you know, God expects us to have the humble spirit Humble spirit You know I am learning about it I am trying to apply that in my life I am sure every one of us need to apply that in our life To have a humble spirit To have a humble spirit spirit. Nothing, you know, in front. Nothing behind. Just to take it as the face, at the face value. Just just, just believe what is going on in the life of people. Just to accept how who they are. Just to accept you know, how they are made of. What is their composition? Just accept them. You know, God expects that, that kind of humble spirit in our lives. And the moment we show that kind of humbleness in front of God and in front of people, you know, what the word of God says, he will raise us up. He will, you know, exalt us. He will bring us up and, we're, and he will bring us up to the level that everyone's eyes will see us. That he is a man of God. He is a man of God. Lifted and raised by God Almighty. And we, let's move on to the further verses. And it says, the, the, very next, uh, the last portion of verse 8, The Lord loves the righteous. The Lord loves the righteous. You know today we are happy in the Lord because he loves the righteous And we we see that you know God is making us righteous None of our abilities You know when we talk about God's righteousness It comes from God It is not our righteousness They are not the kind of you know carnal pragmatic you know type of belief or we put things in a logical way and see that oh okay i am righteous i am good i am good doing something good you know we you know merit ourselves we measure ourselves based on the scale which we set no We are considered righteous by God Because he is the one who looks us at righteous Because putting the the robe of righteousness in our lives And today I am happy Because my Lord loves the righteous He loves the righteous I know for sure he loves me Because I am righteous in front of God He loves me Verse 9 says The Lord watches over strangers The Lord watches over strangers What does it mean? We are happy today because the Lord has a special care for strangers. You know who are the strangers? Strangers are the people, you know, who move from one place to another place And who live in a country Or a minority of people in some nation Or the foreigner And for even the immigrants Who are the strangers in this land You know, sometimes we feel We are the strangers in this land, isn't it? We feel that, you know, we are the strangers If we look at some of, some, sometime and just look at To, to find out any known faces Or, you know, anybody from your own place We don't find anybody there In our places or in when you are going for a meeting or a conference and find out see just you know that's a natural tendency to, to look for anybody just see whether someone is from Sri Lanka has come over here or Philippines is here you know or from you know my own country uh, they are here you know just just look at and turn around and look at somebody and we don't find anybody and we feel that we are a little strange have a you know strange feeling comes in our mind but you know what of God says he helps. He watches over strangers. He watches over strangers. He watches over strangers. You know, it's a different versions put it in this way. In Another version says he protects the stranger. God cares for the outsider. He has a unique place for us in this land. I believe that. I don't know about you. He has a unique place for us in this land, in his mind. He cares for us in a special way, because I know my Lord He cares for the strangers as I walk as an immigrant in this land. For that matter we are all pilgrims on this land. It is a strange land to us. Don't you feel that way? At times, even though we are part of this world we are not able to attach, associate ourselves with the things of this world we feel strange on the other day in the night I was driving downtown Halifax I found that it is little strange to me Things happening in the downtown. I'm not able to attach myself to that and say that I, I can just walk in that place. I find it difficult. I'm sure every one of you will go through it at times. We find it is strange to live on this earth. That is true. If we are a true children of God, Word of God expects us to have that feeling. If we don't have that feeling, there is something wrong with us. We need to have that feeling that we are just walking as a pilgrims on this earth, because it's not a temporary. It's not a it's not a permanent place. And you know when the strange feeling will be removed from our lives when we see the Lord face to face When we go and sit in front of him And look at the Lord face to face We feel at home We feel at comfort We don't have that strange feeling But as we live on this earth As we you know feel that it is a strange place For us to live on this earth Our God says You be happy Because I watch over you Every one of our lives are watched over by God You know Mary sister can testify that If God was not watching over her as she was crossing the road on that day she may not be with us anymore isn't it and God protected her because as we live on this earth as a stranger God's care is upon us every time when we go through sickness he's realized that he is, his help is very next to us because we are strangers on this world the word of God says he watches over us as we live on this earth as a stranger finally he says He relieves the fatherless and the widow. He relieves the fatherless and the widow. We are happy today because our God sustains the fatherless and the widow. You know I have gone through it a little bit to know what does it mean to say fatherless. Every one of you would have gone through it in your life to say fatherless or motherless. You would have experienced that in your life long ago maybe. Knowing that the one person you consider as father, the person you consider as mother... Has nothing to do with you today Or it was nothing to do with you At some point of time in your life Because you was Even though you had father and mother You were considered fatherless At some point of time Because you didn't get that love You didn't get that Care in your life. I keep hearing those things, words from you know some of you saying that I didn't experience my father's love in my life at all. All along my life, I never experienced my motherly love. I never experienced the good news for us today. Word of God says He relieves the fatherless and widows, He sustains the fatherless and widow. If we don't have someone to be to call as father today, you don't have someone to call as mother today. You can call him above Father. You call him mother, my mom, my mother, my father, my dad. You can call him because he is, the word of God says in Psalm 68, 5, a father of the fatherless. Um, uh, uh, um, you, know, you can also put it extended, say the mother of the motherless. And the word of God says a defender of widows is God in his holy habit, inhabit, habitation. He relieves the fatherless and widow I'm happy today because I can consider I can replace someone in my life with my God and he will you know, he he will me he will care for me he will do the, all the things As he is is kept in that place of a father As he is kept in the place of a mother As he is kept in the place of my husband As he is kept in the place of my wife And he will meet all my need He will sustain me I am happy today As he is one such God And he is good to me today You know as I was reading this The amazing truth the psalmist is telling us today And all that he is telling us Be happy Be happy because you have such a God Such a good God in your life and finally he says But the ways of the wicked He turns upside down You know what a difference it makes To be godly What a difference it makes to have such a God As our God and not Like unlike a wicked person And Bible says whose ways Will be turned upside down Let's go to the proverb before we close Proverb chapter 14 Verse 11 and 12 We read Proverb Chapter 14 verse 11 It says the house Of the wicked will be overthrown But the tent Of the upright will Flourish the house Of the wicked God ruins The way of the wicked Some of the version says even He frustrates him He frustrates that wicked man You know and also it says He removes he puts all his Plans upside down he puts all his plans upside down whereas God is telling us I'm a God who is a covenant-keeping God I'm a God who I created you I'm a God I keep my promises which I have spoken to you. I am a God. I helps the oppressed one. I feed the hungry I free the prisoners. I give sight to the blind. I exalt the humble and I love the righteous I care for the strangers as you live on this earth. I sustain the fatherless and the widow but I am a God i will overthrow the house of the wicked all that he has earned life in, in throughout his life it's all just overthrown in a fraction of a second and he says that but the, and he also says the tents of the upright will flourish the tent of the upright will flourish today god wants us to be happy as we live on this earth as we Live on this earth as a stranger, as a pilgrim. God wants us to be happy in the Lord. Shall we just close our eyes?